Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, 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 okay. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I had to get some water. It's going to be a long haul. It's Sunday night, week 13, and it's the same Sunday that we see the final college football playoff rankings. But not just the final college football playoff rankings, but the final, final four for the college football playoff. Last time, we only get four teams in the playoff because it will expand next season. And boy, do we get a grand finale from college football, the playoff committee. So I would love to hear your thoughts on the four teams that get in and the couple that have a beef that are left out. We will, of course, pick apart week 13 in the NFL, but mercifully, there were six teams on by this week, which means a little less action on Sunday. Because there's a lot of ground to cover plus college football. That means saddle up, buckle up, get ready. I hope you had a great weekend. It is really hard to believe (laughs) that it's December. I know my neighborhood overnight seemingly transformed into a Christmas wonderland. No snow yet, but boy, do we see the snow in Green Bay when they were warming up. For Packers and Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, that was really cool. I do love football in the snow, but mostly I just love football. So we're going to get to Sunday Night Football and then pretty quickly dive into Niners and Eagles because that was, according to you, the overwhelming choice for Game of the Week. And the way it started is not the way it finished. <laughs> did you know, and and then, like I said, we'll, we'll get to it back of the hour for sure, but did you know the Chiefs only had, Chiefs, did you know, there goes the perfect show, the Niners only had minus six yards. It's a funny way to say it. The Niners only had minus six yards in the first quarter. 
minus six yards in the first quarter. They only had two possessions. They went nowhere. They went backwards, actually, which is worse than nowhere. And boy, did we see them stop on a dime and go 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Also, remember when the 49ers dropped three games in a row? (laughs) And the questions persisted about Brock Purdy and some of their other weaknesses that were exposed. I think it's safe to say fully healthy. They are a wrecking ball on both sides. And Debo Samuel, obviously a huge weapon. Extra motivation for him in this game. So there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. In December, there's always a lot to do, actually. And it feels like the game's become even more compelling and more, I want to say interesting, because that's not true, but not only do you feel like there's so much more riding on each game, which also isn't true. It's just that the later you get in the season, the less time you have to make up for a bad game. You're running out of real estate. You only have so many games to be able to accomplish what you want. You can't say it's a long season anymore because it's really not. Once we get through Monday Night Football, we've got... Five weeks left in the regular season. That's it. And I'll actually be missing two of them. I would only do this for a very special occasion. But yeah, after we get done with Monday Night Football, we'll be able to talk about five weeks left in the NFL regular season. And there's still so much on the line and so much to be decided. We know almost nothing except this. The Carolina Panthers are the first team to be officially eliminated from NFL playoff contention. What a shocker. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, the Bears are continuing to root against every single Panthers opponent that they will encounter from now until the end of the season. I would love to hear from you on Twitter, Radio. We'll do a college football question on this edition of the show. And a little bit later, we'll ask you to vote for Monday MVP. But if you were on the college football playoff committee, which four teams would you have put into the final four? All right. So if you were on the committee, which four teams would you have selected for the college football playoff? Producer Jay will get that post up momentarily on Twitter, A Law Radio. Just as a side note, I was on the phone with Bob as the college football playoff rankings were being revealed, and I had to ask him, had to keep an even keel, not say anything, because I didn't know if he wanted to be surprised, if he wanted to find out on his own, or if he wanted me to tell him what was happening. Because as a Longhorn and a Longhorn family, they were waiting with bated breath and hoping the Longhorns would get the nod from the committee. So I was on the phone with him and had to keep had to, had to keep very even and said, do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> and so he did, and I was able to share that with him. 
and there were family group texts bouncing all over the place. I feel like I'm marrying into the family at just the right time. So it's kind of fun to connect with them on Sunday over the Longhorns making the playoff and doing it for the first time as a Big 12 champion the year before the Longhorns depart for the SEC. Oh, my gosh. I don't like all this conference realignment and these teams moving around, but but we'll get to that on another day. Maybe someday post-champion we can talk about what's next in college football. So, again, on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. If you were on the committee, what four teams would you have selected to be in the college football playoff? I was just pointing out that there was a stretch where the Niners dropped three games in a row. Well, the Chiefs now are not looking like the team that we generally expect when pressure is mounting. The Chiefs still make way too many mistakes. And here we are into the month of December. They have no excuse when it comes to weather. You can certainly look at the game against the Eagles two weeks ago and say, all right, they go toe-to-toe. That's not a bad win, though still, there are so many missed opportunities for the Chiefs in that game. Remember, that was, what was it, their fourth straight game without scoring points in the second half? If I remember correctly, I won't look it up, but that sounds right. And against the Green Bay Packers, it's really a testament to not just the way that Green Bay is playing now, but the fact that for Kansas City, there are flaws and weaknesses on both sides of the ball. This is not the same offense that Patrick Mahomes used last year, that Patrick Mahomes steered last year to an NFL record total yards from scrimmage. Even before he won the MVP, but... That's the number one reason why he won the MVP is because he had a brand new record for most yards from scrimmage. And we've talked about the transition with this Chiefs receiving core leading the NFL in drops as recently as a week ago. Travis Kelsey really being the only receiver weapon, if you will, who he's got a great rapport with. Otherwise, we're talking about a lot of new guys or a lot of young guys. So Richie James, Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco even in year number two. Kadarius Toney's only been with the team for a calendar year. Clyde Edwards-Alaire can't be counted on. And I'm not saying they don't have weapons, but just that this is not the same group of guys, nor is it the same potent offense. But it is Patrick Mahomes and it is Andy Reid and it is Kelsey and they do find unique ways to win. And Pacheco, when he's not throwing punches, is also very good. And yet you can see the flaws. You can see the weaknesses. So as the Chiefs head into 
Lambeau Field for Patrick Mahomes' first trip. I'm assuming it was also Taylor Swift's first trip, though I have no idea if any one of her tours has ever stopped at Lambeau before. But it was the perfect setting with snow flying during pregame warm-ups. Chiefs didn't really warm up. (laughs) They settled for two field goals on long first-half possessions. I'm a nerd. I look at this stuff. But also, just the, the general tone of that first half for the Chiefs is disappointment, is settling, right? Their first two drives are seven minutes and 13 seconds and then eight and a half minutes. And they come away with just six points. Meanwhile, what we're seeing more and more from Jordan Love and the Packers offense is that they like to start fast. Remember what they did against Detroit on Thanksgiving Day? Love ducks in under center, straight eye formation. Chiefs at a blitz. Love bootlegs right, throws the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown to the rookie, free agent, Ben Sims. His first career. Touchdown! Third down, Green Bay. Third and five of the Kansas City nine. Love is in the shotgun. He's got three receivers on the left side. Jaden Reed to the right. Press coverage, Kansas City. Here's the snap to Love. He steps up, looking around, waits, throws, end zone. Touchdown! Yes. Wide open. Popping wide open, Christian Watson. And the Packers lead 13-3. to Great calls from Wayne Larravee on the Packers radio network. So even as the Chiefs are settling for six points in the first half, Green Bay has a pair of touchdowns on its first two opportunities. Both of them go 75 yards, and Love finds first Ben Sims and then Christian Watson, who finally is seeing a resurgence. And, and maybe it took a bit for him to establish a rhythm coming out of the Aaron Rodgers year, right? And establishing that same rapport with Jordan Love. Though, he's also been injured and did pull up with a hammy in the fourth quarter. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, Kansas City finds its footing kind of interesting, right? Because what we saw from the Chiefs for over a month was they could not score in the second half. Well, in the first half at Lambeau, they were unable to find the end zone. But they do start the second half with back-to-back touchdown drives of their own. Isaiah Pacheco in going over 110, it was was exactly 110 yards rushing. But he also has a handful of receptions. He gets a touchdown and then Noah Gray from Mahomes. But this is sandwiched around more potent offense by the Packers. Second down and 11, two receivers right, two to the left. Love in the gun with a play clock down to five. Now at four. Love clapping his hands. Play clock at one. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Love looking. Going deep. Right side of the end zone. Jump ball. Caught by Watson. Touchdown Green Bay. Christian Watson climbing the ladder as his second touchdown catch of the night. And the Packers extend the lead. At some point, we'll talk to a Packers insider maybe this week or early next week. Although... I have six shows remaining before I'm gone till after Christmas. I can't believe it's coming up that fast. But I do want to ask about the progression of Jordan Love. And also, if you remember, it was maybe three weeks ago that Brian Guttenkunst was speaking to the media. 
and talking about how they needed to have more patience with Jordan. That this was his first full season. That really, it was his first chance since he got drafted by the Packers to believe that the offense was his own and to make it his own. Designed around his skills and talents and abilities and not Aaron Rodgers. And he certainly has found a rhythm. Now, you can always look at who they're playing. But the Chiefs don't have a slouchy defense. In fact, their defense has been really good this year. We know the Lions defense has been a lot better in year number, is it two with Dan Campbell or three? Two? Is it two? Is it three? (laughs) Life comes at you fast in the NFL. I like how confident he looks. I like the fact that he's also worked hard to establish a rapport with these guys. The only thing I want for the Packers, now I know on this day, on this night, excuse me, they had over 100 yards rushing. They're still missing Aaron Jones. And so that's a big hole for them. But A.J. Dillon's been great. He's been with the Packers a long time. So credit the offensive line for making room to run. Maybe get to know the name Patrick Taylor. I wonder if he's available on your fantasy waiver wire. So into the fourth quarter, through the rest of the game, the Packers are able to tack on a couple more field goals. So making use of all of their drives. And while no one's going to write a soliloquy about the Green Bay defense, at least not now, we know that with Patrick Mahomes, we've and, and not just him, but we've seen it, specifically in the Chiefs' losses, there are takeaways available for the opposing team. I mean, this is, a, again, it's an offense that is not what you typically would expect from the Chiefs in the Patrick Mahomes era. A lot of times looking disjointed, and maybe even the great Patrick Mahomes at times will try to force things. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the Green Bay 49. Two receivers right, one left. Shotgun snap. Mahomes back, looks, throws right side. And it's intercepted by Nixon. Patrick Mahomes floating that ball for Sky Moore. It went over his head, and Nixon picked it off. And the Packers take over at their own 37 with 5.14 to go. I can't believe Nixon made that play. His back was to the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He looked like a receiver on that play running an out route. What a play for Nixon at this point. Yeah, great call there. It was Ryan Harris along with Ryan Radke on Westwood 1. And yet Nixon actually looks like he's the one who's flying through the air and has got the hands up and is able to snag that ball as he's running toward the sidelines. Mahomes floated it. He didn't misfire necessary, uh, necessarily, but it was just a little bit too high and it was a little bit too lazy. Now, they did have one more opportunity. And this may be what you hear about when you wake up on Monday or later on Monday if you're already awake on your Monday. Ow, ow, ow. What you'll hear about potentially are the two monumentous calls. I don't even know if that's a word. Monumental. Momentous. (laughs) I'm not even sure. I can't even call them that because one was a flag thrown. Another was no flag thrown. 
So we'll just say moments. How about that? Occasions by the officiating crew. And I suppose you could say they even each other out, but it does leave a bad taste. So we'll get to the final drive of the game, but the Packers are able to withstand Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for a third straight Green Bay win. And in the NFC, there are very few teams that are out of it. We'll talk about the teams at the top. Philly, Dallas, Detroit, San Francisco. But behind those four teams in the NFC, it's a veritable logjam among contenders. Even though the Vikings have dropped two in a row, they're at six and six, as are the Packers. How about that? Weren't talking about playoffs and Packers a month ago. The Falcons actually lead the South Division. Oh, my gosh. I hope that you weren't subjected to Falcons and Jets in the rain at MetLife on Sunday. Thank goodness there was a Star Wars marathon. I mean, I didn't watch it, of course. The Falcons, 6-6 six and six on top of the NFC South. But the Buccaneers and Saints, they're 5-7. and seven. The Saints have dropped three games in a row, and they're still part of the playoff conversation. The Rams and the Seahawks are 6-6. Six and six. How about that? There are five teams in the NFC that are six and six, and they're all playoff contenders. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Murgatroyd. All right. Find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, our show Twitter after hours CBS. If you were on the selection committee, which four teams would you have put in the college football playoff? The question's up on our Facebook page, too. We're just getting started. Hope you had a great weekend. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hours podcast.
Chiefs five for seven on third down. Third and goal from the two. From the left pass mark. Three receivers to the left of Mahomes in the shotgun. Mahomes with the football, goes to the end zone, caught! Touchdown Chiefs! Noah Gray with the touchdown grab. And the Green Bay lead is now 21 to 18. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. For the large, large portion, large chunk, large swath of the second half, the Packers didn't do a whole lot to slow down the Chiefs, which is a bit of a switch up, a bait and switch, if you will, by the Chiefs after what they did for a month in the second half, right? Like they were unable to score any points. And so the Packers are seeing them draw closer and closer. The call there on the Chiefs radio network with the Noah Gray touchdown. And they've got to come up with some stops like they did in the first half. So in the first half, they were able to prevent the Chiefs from getting into the end zone. Packers defense buckled up and forced field goals. That was a huge confidence boost, but also looking big picture over the course of the game. Those two stops by the Packers defense in the first half are the reason why they were able to win this game. A big deal for Jordan Love, too, based on his first ever NFL start. And you'll hear him tell you why this mattered a little bit more. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Packers were able to get to Patrick Mahomes get some pressure on him, sacked him three times. That doesn't happen very often. In fact, it was tied for the season high against him, mostly because he's elusive and he can extend plays. So like the way the Packers put pressure on him. And as I say, able to stop them twice at the end of very long drives. And to take into consideration this too, when a defense is out there on the field for seven and a half minutes, for eight and a half minutes, they're sucking wind. It doesn't really matter if it's the beginning of the game. When you have to line up for that many snaps and that long of a time without really a blow, you're tired. And so, again, to prevent the Chiefs from getting into the end zone in the first half was huge. So then as the Chiefs mount a challenge, Green Bay is kind of staring down the barrel of a guy who has been in this situation a bazillion times before. So on the last drive, their final opportunity, couple of crazy moments that you'll hear about coming up on Monday. Mention the interception by Keyshawn Nixon of Patrick Mahomes. So that was one huge stop in the second half as well. And then the last possession for the Chiefs. You have a near fumble by Isaiah Pacheco on review. His rear end is on the ground. And so that call is reversed. It actually was returned for a touchdown, but it gets brought back and it's still Chiefs possession. On that same sequence, Pacheco, who at the time thought that he'd fumbled the ball, loses his cool and punches a Packer. So Pacheco automatically gets ejected. You also had a call that, uh, this is borderline, and you know how I feel about roughing the passer, but 
Patrick Mahomes is on his, he's on the move with his legs. He gets over toward the sideline and Jonathan Owens, he gives him a hard shove and sends him flying. But the rule is, if he's still in bounds, that is perfectly legal. He didn't hit him up high. It wasn't head and neck. It's only a late hit and unnecessary roughness if he's out of bounds. And very little of him was out of bounds. And so maybe his toe is on the white the white paint. I was going to say the white chalk. Maybe his toe <laughs> is out of bounds. But it did seem borderline at best. Then, as if that weren't enough, I suppose you could say these all even out in the wash, though it's not generally the case. Mahomes takes a deep shot down the field. And when he does so, his intended receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's got a guy, a Packer, draped all over him. In most cases, that would be defensive pass interference. And it would have put the ball inside the red zone, deep inside the red zone. So, again, you have the eh, questionable, late hit, unnecessary roughness called against the Packers. But then when Pat tosses this deep shot, with I think it was about 20 seconds to go in the game, maybe a few less, to MVS. And it appears as though he's got a Packer climbing up his back. There's no flag there. So you are going to hear a lot about both of those moments as well as probably the Isaiah Pacheco inter, uh, getting ejection, just the punch. It's a punch, too. It's not what happened with Dre Greenlaw on the sidelines in Philadelphia, which I just think is ridiculous. Anyway, we'll get to that coming up. So it's a couple last Hail Mary-ish attempts for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Five seconds standing between the Packers and a win over the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. And a win that will change the complexion of their season. Three men down line, everybody else is deep. Five seconds ago, three receivers right, two to the left. Snap to Mahomes, looking, steps up, scrambling left, still looking, still waiting. Fires it into the end zone. Broken up, yes. incomplete, and there is, is your dagger. The game is over. The Packers have defeated the Chiefs 27-19. to Oh, what a moment for this young team. What a moment in Lambeau Field history. Wow. Can't say enough about the guys in that locker room, the resiliency they show, the willingness to come in every day with the same mindset, and that's just trying to get a Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A little bit better. Truly taking it one game at a time and... Um... You know, but I was really happy with our performance tonight. So three in a row for Green Bay. Now it's six and six and firmly in the NFC wild card mix. Now, it, I guess there's still time. Don't want to completely eliminate them or the Vikings from the NFC North title. However, Lions have a healthy lead. So we will cross that bridge when we come to it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Jordan Love has found his footing. He looks real comfortable. He looks confident. And yeah, another game in which he has three touchdown passes. I've got more reps. I'm more comfortable. Um, understanding where I need to go with the ball. I think the O-line is doing a great job just being able to pick this stuff up. You know, it's not easy when they're bringing the all-outs and these blitzes, things like that. Um, but they've been doing a great job giving me time. And then receivers, obviously, just they're having awareness of when they need to be open um, and how long I got. And, and then just going out there and making plays. So I like the way that the two sides of the ball worked for the Packers. And I do think that transitioning from Aaron Rodgers, maybe feeling like they were dumped by Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of the other veteran Packers, former Packers who wanted to go play with Aaron. Maybe that gives them a little chip on their shoulder. They certainly feel like in 2023, they have something to prove. I don't have your number. You're not going to have my number. And doesn't it feel so much less dramatic? Oh, it's just peaceful. It's a lot calmer. Now, when you win three in a row, it certainly is a lot more peaceful. (laughs) So look at the Packers, one of the hottest teams in football right now. And as for Jordan Love, this is a big deal for him because his first ever start took place when Aaron Rodgers was unavailable because of COVID. Remember that whole mess? Called himself the COVID MVP. But yeah, Jordan wanted to leave a different impression against the Chiefs. Obviously, I've had this game, you know, circled for a long time. It's my first start. Um, obviously, didn't play how I wanted to the first game. So, being able to see these guys again and, and get the victory is huge. Um, you know, it was, it was just a great team win tonight. Um, you know, everybody just balled out. So, um, but it was an awesome win. Meanwhile, for the Chiefs, they fall to eight and four, still on top of the AFC West, of course. And the Broncos have got to be kicking themselves because they missed a major opportunity against the Texans. Really good game, Denver and Houston on Sunday, but missed a major opportunity to pick up actually another game on the Chiefs. So Chiefs are eight and four. Broncos could have been seven and five and would have been right behind them. But their win streak is ended by Houston. We'll get to that game coming up. Uh, The Chiefs. Post-game remarks after losses are fairly consistent. They always come back to themselves and their own miscues and mistakes. You got to get out off the, 
off the field on, on defense. You got to stay on the field uh, on offense and and not uh, not shoot ourselves. And that's my listen. That's my responsibility. I mean, for for that. So um, we've got to be we've got to be better prepared to to take care of that that stuff right there. We made too many mistakes. Um, I mean, the, I mean, they played a good had a good game plan. Played a good game. Uh, Jordan played great. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you make too many mistakes, and against a good football team, you lose. Yeah, one more because again, with with the Packers. It was the defense that had the last laugh, but the offense really put its best foot forward, and the Packers never trailed in this game against Kansas City. At home, at Lambeau, you've got the home crowd. It's amazing atmosphere. Uh, This time last – well, not this time last year, but week three of last year to be there uh, and to be actually down on the field around halftime. The noise at Lambeau is phenomenal. And so 382 yards of offense – fires up the crowd. They go three for four in the red zone, and the Chiefs were really unable to get the stops, like Andy Reid points out. A lot of missed tackles. <sighs> Fundamentals wasn't there today. A lot of guys out of gaps. I think that was cost us the game. Defense, um, can't give up 27 points on the road in a hostile environment like this. It's tough. It's going to be tough to win games like this. Okay, my favorite part of that Chris Jones post-game reaction is the sigh. (sighs) (laughs) He takes his craft very seriously. Me too, actually. Sometimes I sigh at myself over my performance at work. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, we're just getting started. Let's see if we can get to... Actually, you know what? Why don't we get to Broncos-Texans coming up next since we can spin out of the AFC West. And top of the hour, we'll get to Niners and Eagles. And also next hour, we'll dive into the college chaos, the craziness of the college football playoff. But the post is up on both Twitter and Facebook. If you were on the selection committee... Which four teams would you have put in for the January 1st National Semifinal? So they're on New Year's Day this year, and they are the Sugar and the Rose Bowls. Great to have you with us on this Sunday night. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Inside the four, Stroud under center, feeds Pierce straight ahead. Damian to the goal line. Damian gets in. Touchdown, Houston. Damian Pierce. They bring Mims from tight trips right in motion. Russell with a play fake. Protection's good. Russell home run ball. He wants Cortland deep down the field. Cortland makes the catch. Flag thrown. Touchdown, Denver. This is going to be pass interference against Houston. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Broncos-Texans, one of the games that we offer to you as a potential Game of the Week option. But very few of you chose this over Eagles and Niners. This one was a lot closer. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Mark Vandermeer and Dave Logan on the Texans and Broncos radio networks, respectively. So you have Houston go up 13-0 in the second quarter. Damian Pierce has that three-yard touchdown run. And Denver does not find the end zone until Russell Wilson connects on what was a 
perfectly dropped deep shot into the well, into a tripping, falling over. Maybe he was held, knocked down. Cortland Sutton on the goal line. That was a 45-yard score late in the third. But Houston still had the one-score advantage. So it was 16-10. And then three of the next four drives, we got to see that Houston defense really mm, flex its muscles, if you will. Really use those sharp teeth. But I say three of the next four because Russell Wilson, that's not really the tush push. In fact, they mentioned it every time there's a QB sneak on the goal line. Wilson under center and first down to goal. Quarterback sneak to the goal line. Touchdown, Denver. Just when you think they've taken their last gasp, they find a way to get back in at 12.04 left. Plenty of time. And Denver now with this Russell Wilson one-yard touchdown run down 22 to 16 with the extra point pending. Well, that's true. Dave Logan makes a good point. Russ's touchdown actually comes after a long pass to Jerry Judy. This is early in the fourth quarter, except that Houston is able to use a Russell Wilson interception for its own quick touchdown quick touchdown to Nico Collins. So the problem is, yeah, the Broncos would score there on that possession, but three of the four in the second half result in turnovers. And the points off turnovers Houston uses to stay in front. So Derek Stingley has interceptions, two of them in that second half, and yet still... The Broncos have one last opportunity, and they're moving the ball down the field. Third and goal from the eight. Wilson in the gun. One back. P. Ryan. Wilson gets the snap. Wilson chased. Wilson escapes the sack. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! It's intercepted. The Texans have it. Jimmy Ward. Houston's going to win. Nine seconds to go. Welcome back, Jimmy Ward. The Texans turn back Denver. Point blank range, and they say no. Excited. Excited and made super excited for our guys. We talked about how we had to strain. We knew it was going to be a tough battle. We had to strain a really good team there with the Broncos, and our guys, they fought to the end. D'Amico Ryans is great. He is a breath of fresh air. And you may remember him for his playing career, that intensity, um, and yet has a smile that can light up a room. And boy, on the sidelines, he is fist pumping and just celebrating every stop by the defense. And again, there were three of them in the second half that resulted in interceptions or takeaways. And that last one, Jimmy Ward, just a heads-up play, a veteran play, steps in front of the tight end, Lucas Kroll, in the end zone. And at the end of a 14-play dry, Houston has the possession with just 16 seconds on the clock. As for C.J. Stroud, he gets sacked five times in this one by the Denver defense, but he does have 274 yards and a score. And actually, he's emotional after this game, not because of the win, but because of... Now, this is... Not something I've seen on tape. I've only heard it described a couple times. Tried to see it, but it's really difficult. Uh, On that, I think it was the Damian Pierce touchdown run. um, But close to the goal line, Tank Dell is blocking. And on his block attempt, uh, he gets rolled up on and ends up suffering what is a broken leg and likely season-ending injury. 
I'm lost words, man. I, just, uh, I honestly don't know what to say. Like, you, you see, like your brother put in so much work and be so helpful. Like, one thing about Tay, he's very unselfish, and to see him go out like the game of football is tough, man. It's tough. Uh, we we all we fight our tails off every day to make people happy. We put our li our lives on the body. I mean, our our, uh, our bodies on the line, time and time again, man. And just to see that happen, it's cold. It's, it's not easy. Um, I got to be there for him. So this win comes with a price. The Texans have won four or five. They're now seven and five and right there in the mix in the AFC. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. As for the Broncos, they go, let's see. This is what stood out to me. Over 11 on third down, which is crazy. Uh, and we're not able to capitalize on their uh, their opportunities, including uh, that last possession where Russ throws the pick. Just try to scramble, you know, and try to get a, avoid the sack. I couldn't take a sack there because, you know, the clock's going to run and you don't run out. So I tried to get off of it, and then I saw Kroll one-on-one -on -one and just tried to put it up high for him. And uh, they made a play, you know. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, trying to – trying to, we've got to score a touchdown, obviously, to win the game, and uh, it just didn't go our way. All the things we discussed coming in, you know, we've been a team that has played well with the takeaways and the giveaways, but that script flipped today. We had three of them. We didn't get any. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, after the loss that ended their five-game streak. So they miss an opportunity to pick up ground on the Kansas City Chiefs. Meanwhile, so they're 6-6, six and six, Chiefs are 8-4, and four, still on top of the AFC West. Meanwhile, back at the ranch in Houston, they are 7-5, and five, and so are the Colts. Stop it. That is the craziest division ever. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.